Hello, greetings, and hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mysterious Pals show. My name is Chris, and I'm looking Jordan directly in the eyes right now. <laughs> I'm not blinking. I just want to say thank you to all of our travelers, listeners, everybody that's here with us today. But I also want to say thank you to Jordan for being here today. Jordan, how hey, are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? Great. I'm happy to be here. Me too. And I would like to say that I finished Breaking Bad. The whole series? Yeah. Since the last time we spoke. I liked season four. You, you, wait, you're on season two? Two or three last time? Three. I was being a three. Oh, my goodness. I got, I got five, five seasons? I don't got a lot going on. I don't. I don't really like season five as much. I like season four. Season four was really good. Season I think five, the show was season the best. five is the last one, right? Yeah. Okay. Season four was really good. It ended real well, but then they go into season four, but it just it just wasn't for season five. It wasn't for me. Did you? All right. Oh man, so many questions. Okay, so did you like the ending, the way it ended? Uh, yeah. I mean, Gun, yeah, it was guns fine. blazing. Jesse drives off. Yeah, and I guess there's a movie. Sorry, spoilers. I guess there's a movie, right? Yeah, the movie's pretty. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I think it was, I think that was, of the enemies, that group was the worst. Like, it seems like that was like, hey, we're just going to throw these guys because we have no one else for them to be the ultimate enemies. Yeah, because the the one guy, um, Gus, Gus, he was was fantastic. Yeah, he's great. The way the the whole thing of that played out. was fantastic. And then they threw another season in there. There was a one He's a famous actor now, but kind of got a start in the show. Can't remember what his actual name is. I think his name is Jesse in real life. He ends up killing that kid. I think it's like season four or season three. Yes. Season five. That's season five. On the dirt bike? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So like, yeah. Dude. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're over. We're, we're done. I finally okay, made okay, it through. Okay. I made, I got that, you know, the the social stamp of like, okay, you've watched the show. So now you're, it's like, if you haven't watched the Sopranos, which I haven't, that's you should watch it, man. I don't know. That seems like a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And I just don't really care. Okay. That's the kind of stuff's not for me. All right. Mafia stuff. I don't really care. No, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't really care. But knowing of the topic, you gave me kind of an outline of the topic today. There's a show you should watch, but go ahead and go and start. I'm sure there's, yeah. Okay. So, uh, off the top, off the top also, um, we know there were sound echoing issues, yeah, reverb yeah, issues yeah, in yeah. the first cut. We know we're working out stuff. We're learning. We're still learning. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of them. So if you've made it this far and didn't hate me for this, the reverb and echoes that we had just between the mics, we had some issues with how we mix things. Hopefully this episode will be taken care of or maybe not, but also, you know, this is how Deal it goes. It. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're still we're learning. sorry. We're sorry. still learning. We'll figure it out. I was unable to take it out of the first couple episodes. So, so moving on to this show, what I want to ask first before we begin is I want to know, and before you answer, I'm going to tell you my, just to give you a minute to think, I'm going to tell you my scenario. Okay. And I want to know when you die, what do you want to happen to your body? Hmm. And this goes in, I'm going somewhere with this, just follow along. So what I want to do, now there's two things I want, there's two scenarios. One if I make it to the point where we become robot, where we become like robots, <laughs> I want to be a seven foot robot, seven feet, just just ripped, seven what? foot, eight foot tall. Why? Why? Why, why that tall? I'm a robot, mm-hmm. and I want to have like I want to be the first one in line when they start putting brains in the robots. I want to live forever. Like I want to be here forever. I want to say that I want to be the first one in line though. No, I want to be just whatever. whatever. If okay, someone okay, they okay, figured okay, it out, you know, okay, maybe enough. second, yep. whatever. But like I want to be just ripped, like st- I want jacked. To, 
I want, Duncan I want five arms. <laughs> I want four in the front, one in the back to flick you off on a run past you at full speed. <laughs> you know, like Duncan, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's like my primary. That's like what I'm hoping for. Man, they were, Not science fiction world. will tell me that's going to happen. Real life, the way science works and stuff, we probably won't get there. I'll probably just be like, die. I'll die, and then they'll be like, oh, we can put people brains and bodies and robots now. And I'm like, son of a bitch, and I'll be gone. Yeah, be like a Roomba. Yeah, that's what the level I'll get. Because <laughs> by the time we get, like, by the time something gets at the point, we'll probably be long gone if we ever get. To I know that that's it sucks. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they can like freeze me or something, which. Did you ever hear the the stories about that? But you ever did you ever hear the stories about like there's actual people being like frozen? It's like these companies go out of business and they like don't know what to do with the bodies. Yeah, what are you supposed to do with those bodies? That's the problem. It's like there's like a lot of articles on. It It was like a big thing a couple years ago. Hmm. But anyway, the other number two, since I want to be like here forever and I want to be a burden to anybody (laughs) and everybody, I want to be. Want to be? I don't want to be. I don't want to be like in the ground. I don't want to be like you know Vikings shot arrows out. I want to be. That'd be a cool way to go. The, the Whatever. Fire, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, sure. But you need you know, someone then to Then I'm shoot gone, but I yeah, want to be yeah, here yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be remembered. So I want to be stuffed. And and like, I want to be in my my kids, my grandkids. I want to be in their bathroom holding toilet paper. I want to go like this. I want to stuff me standing up like this. Okay. Toilet paper roll. Okay. Mm. Look you right in the eye when you're pooping. <laughs> and I just want to be like this for the rest of their lives. Like, oh, Pappy's looking at me again. <laughs> The dumbest look I could yeah, find, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and just like that, and then you, my hand—I don't know if my hand will move, but like eventually I'm going to break. But they could be—I mean, they could be a source of comfort. Like, hey, you got this. I know you're not feeling too just great. Like, so like this, I'm like <laughs> yeah, toilet paper yeah, right here, then thumbs this. up, yeah, because you would know. Yeah, I mean, just it's <laughs> yeah. going to be—you know—as an adult, I can't wait. Me and your wife talked about this before. Uh, I don't know how this started, but like we we're saying, how fun to be at my funeral. The casket would be raised, and it almost be like animatronic, where I just like give people like weird hugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I thought that's what we're doing anyway. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. It's in our wills, yes. Yeah. But maybe that's like you get stuffed and you're on your other side of the room and you just hug. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. I, uh... Or you're stuffed in a mattress and you like ever just sleeps on you for your <laughs> life. Like grind you up and put you in mattresses. Because <laughs> yeah. there's that thing where you can pay to be in a tree where they put you in a tree. So, yeah. But what happens whenever like a, a storm knocks you down? Yeah. Then you're pissed. But like you're going back to the ground, back to the earth. I, I, I understand like, the, me. the appeal of that. I want to be stuffed and just standing there. Yes. Yeah. Eventually they'll throw me away. If someone like in three, time, you, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. three generations from now, they'll be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Just throw him in the garbage. Yeah. Or when someone buys your house and there's this dude just standing oh, like they this. Want, <laughs> you're saying they won't even take me with it? No. Like he's stuck to the floor. So hopefully they'll find this recording someday and it'll be like, <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah. there, There's Peepaw. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Now that's mine. What's yours? <laughs> Besides the animatronic <laughs> thing. That's, like, that's yeah, your yeah. funeral. What's going to happen to your body? So originally I was, I was like, I want to be buried. Then I was like, no, nah, maybe we should, should be cremated. But then organ donor, I feel like would be the right, you know. The, the, but they still got to do something with your body. Yeah. Then if I just stuff you and stick in my, like my passenger seat, and I just drive around with you for the rest of my that'd life. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put start right, stinking. Put your, right your, uh, like, your door pretzels in, yeah. in, in, your, in your truck. Yeah, that'd be great. I do love some door pretzels. A little dipping, a little salt. You're holding the dipping sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So the reason why I'm bringing this up. And hopefully this all comes true, probably. We're going to be talking about a guy who they say, story is, he was buried under rivers with a bunch of gold. Okay. And they moved, they stopped some rivers. 
Oh, I don't know if these are streams or actual rivers, but they they blocked some rivers. They dug a big pit. They put him in there with his gold, and they let the water flop, flow back over, and they killed all the slaves. That's a story that's being told. That's like the main story about this guy. So the slaves are the one that built? Yeah, like, they, all the people that dug it, they killed all those guys. So that no one could not, ever tell yeah, anybody okay. where it is. Okay, I've heard stuff like that before. Didn't, so, wasn't that kind of thing with uh, Genghis Khan? Yes, that's yeah. another story. So there's another thing yeah, with Genghis yeah. Khan. So this guy... His name is King Alaric. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. So King Alaric, and if you don't know, he's a Visigoth king. Mm. And we're going to be looking at the story of King Alaric and what happened to him, where he's buried, and where his gold is, his treasures. Now, we don't know if he was buried with treasures, but we want to know where his body is. He could have been. I'm sure he was probably buried with treasures. Yeah. Especially when you hear the story about... I mean, most people, I think a lot of people at that time were buried with a treasure. Take it to to the afterlife, yeah. Not me. I'm just be standing in front of the toilet, <laughs> looking at my grandkids. You got this. Potty training. That'd be perfect for potty training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can make a like, move and stuff. <laughs> or like a thing that flashes on my face. Like, Proud of you. <laughs> okay. So we're going to, again, we're going to be talking about King Alaric and his treasures and where he's buried. Specifically where he's buried. Okay. So this starts, the story of King Alaric starts in the Ro- during the Roman Empire. Um, specifically at the towards the end of the Roman, the Western Roman Empire. Okay. So we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. And we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a question about Rome, obviously, so be prepared. But we know that the fall of Rome is considered some major event. So like when I bring up when I talk about this stuff, again, I'm not a historian, and I know Rome has been done to death by everybody in the world. Yeah. There's so much research done about it. There's so many amazing historians and amazing people that talk about Rome and have like, are so much better than I or have so much more information or just, you know, the experts. Yeah. I'm not an expert. But what I found interesting about this is the idea of there's this king that no one ever heard of, more than likely. It's not well known for the most part, unless yeah. you're a history guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who. Yeah, because I don't, like, I don't was know much one about this of, guy. Was one of the was a big character in the fall of the Western Winter Empire. He was a big reason why the empire started to crumble. He was one of the first to invade it, foreign foreign power to invade it. Okay. What, what, what time frame? Like what? Uh, do you, like, so we're talking in the three to four hundreds, late so 300s, like, okay, four, so early Very 400s. close to the fall of Rome right. itself. Okay. All right. So the fall of Rome obviously was big in European history, human history. It was a big deal. And it's crazy because like you think at this point, couldn't they figured everything out, but obviously they haven't. Yeah. Because they're always digging up stuff in, in Europe. Always uh, finding stuff. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Rome, Roman times. Roads. I always thought it was great whenever they, or interesting how they found like, you know, concrete. Like yeah. Concrete, the idea of where concrete came from. Or even and, though like, they started using it so long ago. Yeah. But it's such a simple idea, but, and, right. then, and then it gets lost for a while. Sure. The other thing we have to remember is the Roman Empire was known for persecuting Christians. Yeah. And then... Constantine, mm-hmm. the Constantine idea was of, emperor. The emperor Constantine yeah, yeah. changed the entire empire to a Christian empire. Yeah, right? that was a huge. That was a very massive shift in no, like within the world itself. Like because they were, you know, they're Romans, so they believe in like Mars and Jupiter. They're poly polytheists. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, like in the, prior to that, prior to him converting. Uh, they were persecuted. It was the the religion of the poor. Yes, and so they were persecuted. Yeah, and this kind of change really 
was a drastic move for an emperor at, at, in this time period for, yeah. to change everything so much. It's a huge shift in how the Especially after so much time. Was this time it was like 800 years? Yeah. yeah. Like this is a huge shift in like in the world. The, him converting Christianity. I think he was going into battle. Said The story goes, the legend goes, he had, he had a dream. And he saw the, the cross in the sky. And he was like, oh, this must mean something. This must mean my victory is coming. Uh, so then he ended up converting on his deathbed. But yeah, there's a very, very big shift. For everybody, the empire, and, yeah. and he also I mean, did another for, thing. Like in hindsight, like the ramifications of that is is massive. He also did another thing was he moved the center within this. Please correct me because again, mm. there's so much information. This is like this story got so there's complicated. A, well, there's also a lot of stuff going back and forth between yes. the east and the west. So and, he yeah. supposedly moved the center, the capital of the Roman Empire, from Rome or from Western yeah. Roman Empire to the Eastern Empire in yeah. the Constantinople. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So there, the, the Roman Empire got so big at one point. An emperor called Diocletian was like, "There's no way one sole emperor can rule over all this." So his idea was to create a tetrarchy, tetrarchy. Um, so there'd be an emperor in the in the west, in Rome, emperor in the east, which would be Byzantium, and it'd be coming Constantinople, uh, named after Constantine. And each of them had a, a emperor underneath them. So the, the, those two main emperors are called Augustus or August, Augusti, I don't know if they're plural. And now one's on everybody called Caesars. So there are four people ruling. Okay. Uh, Diocles, this is Diocletian's idea. Um, and again, in hindsight, this is probably a terrible idea to do this. I understand why he did it because the Roman emperor was so, so huge. Big. He couldn't do it on his own. It's not like, like an email, like, hey, don't stop yeah, doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Here's some rules. But in hindsight, but the, by the fact that you're creating these two separate empires time is going to change rulers are going to change because like from you know the Constantinople lasts until 1453 that's a thousand years from the time at least from the time that over a thousand years from the time that Diocletian decided to do this these people are becoming more integrated in their own society especially out, out in the east they're like so naturally, it's more Greek like and it's you're, you got a lot of um is Islamic influences that are coming through. So like in time over a thousand years, these people are going to change or have to start to know their identities. Not really going to, at least on the East, not going to really see themselves as Romans anymore. They seem to see more Greeks or Byzantines. That's what's crazy about this whole thing is like yeah. when people say Constantinople, they, it's in modern day Turkey. It's Istanbul. Istanbul. Yeah. yeah. So Middle East, like it's considered the Middle East. Yes. Yeah. And it's considered as Islamic. Yeah. But even, even if you go to like uh Hagia Sophia, which is like, like this massive, like uh Church at one point now it's an Islamic temple. You can see the for the architecture and the art. You can see Islamic influences on that when it was built. So like it's clearly over time like these people are going to separate and they're going to start finding their own identities and yeah. things are going to change, which cause end up causing like a rift between the two. In any case, a lot was going on. It was very complicated. Yeah, the break, to say the, the least. split, the multiple empires. Yeah, having it's crazy that they even consider themselves. Two empires, but one. Yeah, they still consider themselves the Roman Empire. Yeah, as soon as Diocletian died, like kind of hit the fan as far as like how they're going to interact with each other, how they're going to cooperate with each other, how it coexists with each other. Because these like Rome and Constantinople, I think, are like a thousand miles apart. Yeah. So it's like that distance alone is going to cause issues within the Empire of Rome. 
and, it, and it's it's almost like when you start learning, like start reading about all this stuff, and you start learning about, it, you understand like, oh, this was like destined to fail because there was so that, much that's going what I'm saying, on. In hindsight, like it's there's like so how... many, and it's so good in there. It sounded like at this point, it was so not yes. like good in and it necessary because we were so Every, big. We needed, yeah, everybody wanted to come in again. Right. Yeah, and we see that um, even even themselves. It's crazy because the East and West were at war and allied at different times. And it seems like year to year it changed. Sure. And I think one of the reasons why Constantine decided to move the capital is because they're they're getting – because they kept pushing the borders northward towards like what would now be considered like Germany and those, those other European countries. They're also pushing these Germanic tribes out and they're going to, you know, eventually – Push that's enough. People. Yeah. yeah and start, Push back. Yeah. And I think that's that's where we're going to begin the stories about uh, this time where the Germanic tribes were invading the Roman Empire off and on from 238. Okay. And in the late 4th century, the Huns began to evade the lands oh, yeah. of the Germanic I've tribes them, yeah. and push many of them to the Roman Empire. So oh, yeah. you're starting to like squish them together. Yeah. And so that's why you had the Goths start getting getting more involved with this okay. with the romans and what was going on so in 376 the huns forced many of the thurving goths there's a lot of names here the thurving goths to seek refuge in the eastern roman empire okay so the huns pushed them down soon after starvation high taxes and hatred from the roman population uh, and governmental corruption turned the goths against the empire so it seems that the goths were welcomed yeah, yeah. in some cases and then it started to it started to uh, both of them started being real like there was friction between them. Sure, for for various reasons. Yeah, but peace was established in 382 when the new Eastern Emperor uh, Theodosius, Theodosius, yeah, the first signed the treaty with the Thurvings. Okay, and then they became known as the Visigoths. Okay, which if you're gonna name an indie punk band a name, <laughs> the Visigoths got to be that name. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If I mean, there's definitely some out there, yeah. but that's just yeah. that's a rad name. Yeah. However, this treaty subjected them or made them subjects of the Roman Empire. So they became they a, incorporated them. Right. But then also some of the benefits. you're also gonna do stuff for us. Yeah. So they were a lot of the northern part of the the di what they call the diocese, I believe is what they called it. And while the land remained under Roman sovereignty, the the kind of like Goths or the Visigoths were in charge of policing it or like oh, in okay. control of it. All right. They were expected to provide military service basically Protect us against the Huns, and we'll let you live. They'd probably be the first line of defense too. Like right. we're throwing you guys out there. So the Huns are going to get your Romans yeah. out we'll there. We'll let yeah. you. We're just going to let you stay there to be, yeah. to be the buffer. Yeah. So at this time, King Alec was the subject of our discussion here. Not much is really known about him before he became king. He was a uh, part of the Germanic tribes. He there was a leader at the time, a Visigoth leader named Fritigern. Fritigern. He died in 382, and a Gothic chieftain at the time named Alaric was declared king by a group of Visigoths. Okay. So he was a Gothic chieftain and then they were like Visigoths were like, hey man, we want you to be our king. The thing that happened a lot back then, like as far as succession, there wasn't necessarily a hereditary thing. It was more like the general, whoever the general army is, they become the new ruler. Right. Which happened in Rome too sometimes. Not all the time, but it happened in Rome as well. Like, it seems like a lot happened in Rome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so King Alaric is crowned as the king of the Visigoths. He then leads an invasion to Eastern Roman territory outside of the Goths des uh, designated lands. So he starts rebelling against the, the, the Romans. He was defeated by Theodosius and uh, his general Flavius. Okay. And I don't know how to say his last name, but Stilicho, Stilicho, 
five. I think Flavius ended up being one of the. So I'm going to just say Flavius because okay. he comes up a lot. Okay. Him and Alec are like, they're like they interlock with their stories are like intertwined. Intertwined. So okay. like, it's like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Like okay. these guys just go back and forth. <laughs> Destined. Uh, yeah. So the Visigoths were defeated. King Alaric's uh, attacks were defeated by Flavius in 392, but he forced Alaric and the Visigoths back into like servitude. Okay. So they were rebelling against them. He said, no, we're going to put you down and then we're going to put you back in to protect us from the Huns. And, okay. you know, you're in still charge of this. So at that point, King Alaric then, I guess he needs some like military victories. So he goes off and he has his first real military victories. Big ones were in 395 AD where he, he in, sacks the ports of Athens uh, and Sparta, both in Greece. Oh, geez. All right. So he goes after those in 395. I don't know what's going on in Greece at this time. Well, Byzantium was originally settled by Greeks. Which so. is like two different parts of the world. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy that like, when you think about, like that's what I was trying to bring up before. When you think about Constantinople, mm-hmm. you think of it like Istanbul, yeah, Middle yeah. East. Yeah. And then actually it was these Greeks guys came over. Yeah. yeah. So I'm imagining this might be rubbing the... Easterns, right. That's when yeah. you say that, the Byzantium... Yeah, that might be rubbing those people the wrong way if he's doing this to the... But if it's after, he's in servitude of the Eastern Empire at this point. Oh, right, So right. why is he going after these guys? Oh, or yeah. why is he going after Greece? While the sacking of Athens in Greece was in 395, but right the year before that, he led a force of Visigoths as part of Theodosius' army against Jeez. the Western Empire. So is he just playing everyone against each other? Or like but just he, no, for himself kind of he got, like, the, he got put into the servitude by Theodosius yeah. and Flavius. Right. He gets, then he goes and fights. In 394, he goes after the Western Empire. Half his army gets wiped out. And then he goes after, he goes to Greece in 395. Mm-hmm. Sacks the ports. I'm guessing as he's just trying to get people with supplies yeah. after getting destroyed in 394. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So half, so in the, the it's called the Battle of Frigidus. Uh, half the Visigoths died fighting the Western Roman Empire or army. Theodosius won the battle and he, Alaric was given a title for his bravery. The tensions in the, for the, between these two, the Goths and the Romans was, uh, seemed to be, it seemed like that these tensions were still rising and it seemed like the, Romans were actively trying to weaken the Visigoths by just starting wars yeah. or putting them in the front lines of all the wars. Yeah, just, they try to get rid of them. kill them off. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to use them as two, like, we'll, we'll also make them weaker by killing them. By they're also, they're also kind of helping us at the same time. Right. Yeah. So he was, he was, uh, Alaric was enraged that he wasn't granted high office because uh, he was promised that. He's being every used. Time. Yeah. yeah. So he every time he used these that. victories or part of these battles that helped lead or in large part have lead to these to these victories he was not given the imperial stature that he was looking for so as king alaric was fighting for both he was fighting for the eastern empire and fighting against them yeah. um, every once in a while like it just kind of bounced back and forth the western empire started started noticing this his power and they started getting like they started fearing the visigoths so they got so much so uh, so scared of them that in 402, they moved their capital from Rome to a place that is more defensible called uh, Ravenna. Okay. Which I guess is north northeastern Italy. Okay. So up in the mountains. That same year, King Alaric invaded Italy, but was turned back by the great, by Flavius again, okay. who's now, yeah. who was now working for the Western Empire. So he goes from the Eastern Empire. He's in charge <laughs> of the Western Empire. Okay. He repels Alaric again. Jeez. He then... Utilized Alaric in wars with the Eastern Empire. 
So he then takes them, pushes them back again, says, you're still in servitude of Rome. Then he uses them to fight the Eastern Empire. It's like a, it was like a soap opera. I, I, and it was so hard to like get this all straight, like reading all these different articles and everything. <laughs> yeah. And this is why when you look up stuff about King Alaric, it's just so straightforward. Like he did this, this and this. Yeah. But, but then he, if you go and like try to like learn about like what actually happened, it's so insane because people are just fighting back and forth. And that's why I say these guys are so entwined because he keeps on, Flavius keeps on using Alaric yeah, yeah, to do yeah, all this stuff, yeah. promising him to be a leader or be giving, him. giving him like a station. Yeah. And he just keeps on eventually, you know, it gets to the point where he just keeps on saying, we're going to do it. Go fight this war. Right. Go fight the Eastern. Alaric doesn't get anything out of it. No. 408. Um, and so in 408, Flavius reconciled with the Eastern Empire. <laughs> Again, back and forth. The Visigoths under Alec had lost their value though to Flavius. So so he helped fight the Eastern Empire. No, there's a Helped protect the Eastern Empire. Helped fight the Western Empire. Helped um, then protect the Eastern the Western Empire against the Eastern Empire. And he was then finally screwed whenever Flavius reconciled with the Eastern Empire. And for the love of God, this may be all wrong. But it seemed multiple sources that pointed me this way, and yeah. I'll uh, again I'll list all the sources in the in the show notes, at and I'll I'll mention them at the end. So 408, he reconciles with um, Flavius reconciles with the Eastern Empire. Visigoths are then put back on the back burner again. They're treated as nothing more than northern Germanic tribes, yeah. barbarians. Which yeah. guess I never learned this in school, but barbarian means people that aren't greek apparently okay yeah that's that, the, the yeah, that where right. it comes yeah. from they, yeah they called everyone barbarians yeah. yeah so this other guy in olympias uh he's an official a palatine official and the enemy of flavius spread false rumors about flavius that he was trying to get his son to rise at the seat in the eastern empire okay so yeah so when you said flavius i'm pretty sure flavius so don't remember it's a tetrarchy i know we're going through jumps in time so like diocletian's dead i think constant Constantine's dead at this point too, but the Tetrarchy, I don't know if it's still in play right now, but there was an emperor in the West, emperor in the East, and each one of them had like a sub-emperor. I think Flavius was one of those sub-emperors. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he- So he, he went from East to West and then- Yes. And okay. then he also tried, so they say that he was, there was this meeting between, at once they kind of mended ties again in 408, he was supposed to go to Eastern Empire to like talk. Okay. And, and I guess- because he didn't want to send Olympias, he wanted to go himself. He thought Olympias was trying to screw him or something. So then he said that Flavius was trying to put his son in. Because I guess this time there's a guy named Honorus. Okay. Was another emperor. Okay. He was his son. Like, I guess it was his kid. He was like putting, like he was put into control sure, okay. Okay. of the Eastern Empire. And I guess they were trying to say that Flavius was trying to put install his son as the leader of that side. And again, because like right around like. When you think of like um, leaders in succession, it's usually hereditary. Yeah, based off of like what they did with the monarchs in England and France and Germany and all that stuff. But all the time, like, like I was saying, like it's not necessarily the son becomes emperor. It's usually like my adoptive son or like my nephew. Yeah, or a lot of times it's just a general. So it's kind of like interesting that like people are like, wait, don't what are you trying to do with your son now? You're trying to put him in power now. So this, so people might be saying like, at this point, why the hell are we talking about this? Where's the body <laughs> under the yeah. river? Where's the right. gold? I swear it's going somewhere. We're almost there. So Olympias. But this is fascinating though. Yeah. So this yeah. is because it's, that's why I wanted to include this in the story because it yeah. was so crazy. All the stuff was going on. Right. It was basically, this, and it's about a short amount of time. We're not talking about hundreds of years. We're yeah. talking about like 20 10, years. 15 years. Yeah yeah. 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 So in 408, 
uh, Olympias convinces Eastern Empire and the Western that Flavius is a traitor. Okay. They put him to death. They execute him oh, and, wow. his son. and his son. Ooh. And then All right. Olympias is extremely against the barbarians. He's he is is known. He wants to build a wall. He's anti-Germanic and obsessed with purging any and all of any supporters of Flavius. And he's also very against the Germanic people. Mm. So he starts murdering anybody that was a goth, is a goth, anybody yeah, yeah. in that is a Germanic background. He starts killing them, all the people in Rome, like in the city, murdering them. So thousands of them fled to find Alaric and be like, you got to find out what's going on. That's the thing. Like he, he wasn't necessarily like, it's not like it's just some guy on, a, on his own. It's like, I'm going to decide to do this. Like there are people who had that like idea of like, why are these foreigners? Right. Why are we letting these barbarians in yeah. our country? So he's just, he's just playing the, the playing, game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it, I guess it, at some point, but like I'm not saying he's right around. I'm just saying like that he wasn't a lone person. Like we got to kill all these, you know? Yeah. So he was just, he, he knew his audience. Right. I'm sure. Like we've said before, you know, as they were, these Germanic people were getting pushed by the Huns. They were taken over. They were being moved. It's yeah. kind of like this, this, the same old story of human history. Sure. Alaric was at this point, saw these people, the Germanic tribes, or these people who are escaping, coming to find him, joining his ranks. Mm-hmm. They're telling him what's going on. He's like, oh crap, uh, we better take care of this. So he's then declared an enemy of the emperor. King Alaric is like, First, he's supposed to be given a station. He's supposed to be given like he's promised uh, things. an impor- imperial yeah. position. He's supposed to be given like all the stuff that goes along with that. He's be known as a Roman, you know, yeah. general. And then all of a sudden, this guy just says no, nah. kills the guy, his friend. Well, at this point, they're just giving him more motivation. Yeah, it's kind of like a movie. Yeah, they're giving yeah. the motivation, like I'm going to come after you guys, especially since like he got all his new troops. I would imagine because of these people that are pushed right. out of Rome. So he's declared an enemy, and he's denied the legitimacy that he wanted. And he also can't collect taxes on behalf of the Roman Empire to use oh, right. for his people, yeah, yeah. to use okay. to feed people to, yep. for himself. So okay. that just makes him angry. Yeah. So he was granted all that under Flavius, but it's gone now because he's considered an enemy. So he leads a force of 30,000 men. Is dead. Yeah. <laughs> the guy promises. Yes. He, he leads 30,000 men. Many of them are motivated to go back and revenge their family. Sure. To revenge their people. Yeah. Um, and they march toward Western Roman Empire of Rome, or, or Western Roman Empire in Rome, yeah. which is obviously was moved to this point to Ravenna. So in 408, uh, he invaded and laid siege to Rome. He and he said it also says in the kind of research about this, there's one main guy, which I'll mention later, who kind of uh, was like the main person for this whole story. A lot of what was going on in the Roman Empire at the time, he's kind of like known to be the one who wrote it all down. Okay. <clears throat> so... It's crazy how much has happened. Just in like, yeah. In the span of like... A couple years. Yeah. Yeah. So far away, he he goes in. He simply walks into the city because, again, everybody's kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. There's probably... Flavius gets killed. A lot of his soldiers are probably like, I'm not fighting for this guy. And, and so all this stuff's going on. It's crazy. Um, He just basically walks through the country and goes right into the... And sacks Rome. But Rome. he likes Rome. He loves the Roman Empire. So he's not going to destroy anything. He just wants... But he's owed. His money. Yeah. He wants food for his people. He wants like something to, to help his him build an empire in his, of his own or build a kingdom. Yeah. So they so the Roman Senate agreed to give the Goths five thousand pounds of gold, thirty pounds of silver, thirty thousand pounds of sorry, sorry, four thousand silken tunics, three thousand hides dyed with scarlet, three thousand pounds of pepper, and a release all of the Gothic slaves. So. 
while they released the slaves, which would let, made his ranks grow to 40,000 men now, mm-hmm. most of them in you know enslaved yeah. people, people that won the fight back, they he kind of he says, "Fine, okay, I don't want to destroy anything. Great, give me what I'm owed. I'll leave." He goes back, which seems reasonable. Yeah, but right. he doesn't get it. They kind of they don't give him anything. They end up not giving him what he's owed. They didn't bring it to him. They also don't really allow him to collect taxes or anything like that. He just, he can't do anything. He's kind of hand-tied. So in 410, he comes back again to liberate more. He's kind of, at this time, he's like, you you screw me twice now, yeah. majorly. Yeah. And this is it. I'm, I'm mad. So he comes back. He ransacks the city for, day, for three days in August. They didn't pay him, obviously, from the first siege. There was another siege, I believe, a story of another siege in 409, but I'm not sure what that one's about. Okay. But this one's a big one. This is the one that this would be the first time in 800 years Rome had fell to a foreign enemy. The last time it was sacked like this was 390 BC with the Gauls oh, yeah. falling the victory against okay. the Romans. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. So this is 800 years Rome hasn't fallen like this and been sacked where like he's in control of the entire city. And the only reason why they survived he didn't burn it all down is because he left. Okay. Like he was like, I'm, I'm only, I don't want to kill everybody. Like I'm just want what I'm owed. What I'm owed, yeah. And you didn't give it to me the first time. This is what you get. I'm trying to teach you a lesson. But they're all in Ravina, the Western Empire. Right. And who knows if the Eastern and Western are in battle again. Yeah. You know? So his next plan is to invade Africa in order to control Roman trade Jeez. and grain. So he heads down the boots of Italy mm-hmm. to head towards the Mediterranean to start stopping the grain shipments from Africa. Because he's like, now I'm gonna get, I'm in charge. That's smart, yeah. Hit him where it hurts. However, 410. It's crazy. Be on his way to block the shipments. Right at the tip of the of the shoe, of the boot of the country. Yeah. He dies from malaria. They say his malaria, some kind of sickness kills him. Many historians gone back, biologists, other people go back and look what was going on. They figure he's from northern He's not really around the southern, like yeah, the, climate, the way that the, the climate, climate's different. Yeah. And so he may have contracted malaria, which is the common theory is he got malaria and he died dead. Coming Whenever probably, he's like on the yeah, roll, like he's like, we're in charge now. Yeah. And if he would have kept going, who knows what happened? Probably came from a landlocked country too. Because, yeah, who knows what he's so, coming across. Visigoths elect uh, his brother, Atolf, uh, his brother-in-law as their new king. The Visigoths move north. They head back. They had to, and they establish uh, Visigothic Kingdom of Gaul in 418. They would go on to help the Roman Empire and against Attila the Hun mm-hmm. in 451. So they they actually, I guess, well, obviously they have to because Attila and Hun probably did. Yeah, he was decimated. He, he, what, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he didn't. They didn't have a choice. There was a historian, uh, a Halsall. In 2007, this is from his research. He said the importance of Alar cannot be overestimated. He desired uh, and obtained a Roman command, even though he was a barbarian. The problem was his misfortune was he was caught as a like a cog or like a, a bargaining chip between East and West yeah. empires. He was like, I'm sure there was many other armies, people going through this, but he was like a really well-known, powerful guy that was getting tossed between these emperors, these empires, the parts of the empire yeah, uh, as kind of like a toy. Like he was protecting the East. He was fighting against the East. Right. He was protecting the West. He's fighting against the West. 
He's taking over. He's he's allowing them to leave and yeah. And, and he's allowed. He's it leaving seems like their he's cities. Just, like he's just trying to survive, and like his people are just trying to survive. Like what's best for my people is like okay, I'll allow this. Like Byzantine, allow allow with them, allow with them this time. Okay, maybe the best for my people is allow with the Roman side, like the Rome Western side, right? And it seems he keeps getting duped and promised things, and he's just using. Yeah, yeah. he's been being manipulated. So we're so there's a historian. This is going. Let's go on to this mystery now. So the historian named Jordanes, I believe his name is. It's not me. Yeah, Jordanes. He's the one who wrote about the Goths in sixth century. He's kind of one of the historians that's like kind of specializes in it. He's one of the ones that specializes. Excuse me. <laughs> his kind of uh, his records show that what he wrote was that. He was buried along, along with the looted treasure in a tomb at the confluence of the Busanto and Car- Carthus rivers. Uh, this is what he said exactly in his writing. Turning from its course, the river uh, uh, Busentis, uh near the city of, uh, oh gosh, these words, uh, Cosenza. Italy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They led the band of captives into the midst of the bed to dig out a place for his grave, writes Jordanus. So not far from where he supposedly died. Supposedly. I mean, something yeah. in, in Italy. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is from his book, The Origin and Deeds of the Goths. So this is a book written by the sixth century guy. In the depths of the pit, they buried Alaric together with many treasures and then turned the waters back into their channel and let, uh, and that none might ever know the place. They put to death all the diggers. Which is so soldiers and stuff. So yeah. they only killed the slaves, basically. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I feel I, I keep feeling bad. I just told the story about like the the Visigoths and how, especially Alaric, how he got a a raw deal and awesome. I was like, oh, he, they had slaves too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it seems like you can't go in the history of humanity and not <laughs> it all ends horrible, back to yeah slavery. Yeah, it's like that's just horrible, kind of yeah horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like. Humanity is uh, has lots of problems on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so the, so they 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 buried him with his treasure. Yes, but they stopped. They'd say they stopped these two rivers. They like a dam. The confluence of these rivers. So they like they bury him and then like let let the water come back right. in. Okay, so, so they buried okay. him. Okay, under the rivers. Okay, they say that this is like part of a Visigoth tradition, but it's like Visigoths. The Visigoths maybe it was a Gothic or Germanic tribe tradition. Yeah, but I don't, I, I couldn't find anything that's like. Really concrete on like this. We always bury people under rivers. Doesn't seem right. Maybe it's yeah. the kings, but also maybe just we bury them in a place that can't be ever. Like we don't mark their graves. Right. Kind of like how I believe the. Um, I th- and I think like you noticed earlier. Sorry to cut you off, but like you were saying how uh, they viewed everyone outside of was it Rome or Greece as barbarians. Yeah. That could have been anyone. Like they could have been the Celts, Germanic yeah. tribes. Like they they were all at one point were kind of kind of the around the same time in the same group of people, but like they're different tribes. But like, like I'm not saying who knows, but like, I don't know what their traditions were. Right. For those, those early Germanic Celt tribes of like, as far as burial and dealing with death and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. So in his six, so there's another author that kind of backs us up from 1737. There's a, uh, a book, a six volume series called the history and decline of the, and the fall of the Roman Empire, Edward Gibbon, mm-hmm. 1737 to 1794 is when he lived. Okay. Pairs to confirm this, uh, he wrote, by the labor of the captain mul- uh, multitude, the forcibly diverted the course of the Bucentis 
a small river that washes the walls of the Constantinus. Again, I don't. I gotta. I gotta get some words right. The royal sepulcher adorned the splendid spoils and trophies of Rome was constructed in the vacant bed. The waters were then restored to their natural channel, and the secret spot where the remains of Alaric had been dis- uh, deposited was forever concealed by the inhumane massacre of the prisoners who had been deployed to execute the work. So the king of the Visigoths, uh, King Alaric, they say was buried in this river, um, again, southern Italy, mm-hmm. alongside tons of silver and gold. Obviously, during this time, there's all these, those, there's always those stories that come up. It's like the the sacred menorah that was looted by the Romans was there. And like all these like special, yeah. these very specific type of treasures were there. But who knows? These are the only kind of... Bones of saints. Right. Yeah. There's, there's just these stories that they have written. Again, who knows if Gibbon had said this from Jordanius, if this was from his writing, he wrote this as yeah. well. And we saw this with... Captain Avery. Yep. yep. Same exact thing. The first episode. Legends, myths. Just keep on. The story keeps going twisted. Yep. Keep, people want to sell Folklore. books. Yeah. yeah. So there has been attempts and there are theories about this. So during the 18th century, a huge project took place to unearth the tomb of Alaric, but was nothing was found. Then in the early 19th century, writer and traveler uh, Alexandre Dumas visited. Dumas? Dumas. Is that like the guy that wrote uh, Three Musketeers? Uh, yeah. Alexander Dumas. Yeah. Wrote Three Musketeers. All right. I don't know who that is. <laughs> three Musketeers what? Is yeah, it like, it's the like candy the bar. Mas- it's like the Musketeers? <laughs> yeah. Is that the candy bar guy? <laughs> the can- it's the candy bar guy. Sure is. Mickey Mouse and the candy bar guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, pretty sure that's him, yeah. yeah. So in 19th century, writer and traveler uh, Alexander Dumas, he visited the reason, region after a major earthquake that had drained the Bucenta River. He reported that numerous people began fervently digger, digging for the Roman treasure, but no treasure or tomb was unearthed. So who knows how far they went down, though? Yeah. And also, was a couple guys running down there and started going like, oh, I can't yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> obviously, if you're going to bury something in the river, over time that river is going to deposit other things. Sure. So it's going to there could be there could be like hundreds of feet of mud above it now. But wouldn't there also be erosion too? Like things getting pulled out. Yeah. Or but if they dug it deep into, enough, they yeah. but they must know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That, so we'll go over that. That comes up. Is there a town around this area? Like, a- Yes. Okay. We're going to go over that. In the 20th century, the Council of the Treasure attracted the attention of Adolf Hitler and Henri- uh, Heinrich Himmler, who right. ordered the extensive search of the hidden for the hidden loot, but they came back empty-handed. So they, even Hitler and the Nazis went after this yeah. treasure. Of course they did. Couldn't find they it. They went after all the treasures. Well, because he was a Germanic tribe. Yeah. Germanic oh, people. Right. Yeah. Of yeah. course they're going to look yeah. for the King Alec, the great guy who defeated yeah. the Romans. Blah, yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. So he was he he was a, tra- a hero to them. Yes. And as recent as 2015, excavations have been undertaken in the same area for the treasure. So it seems like it's all in Pe- this. People the, agree it's in that in that general cons, area. Uh, Cosenza, Cosenza, Italy. Okay. Historic sources include from that the treasure of Alaric was buried in Cosenza. The mayor of Cosenza said in a statement. The treasure consisted of about 10 wagons full of gold and silver, and perhaps also the sacred Jewish menorah. Italian scientists and authorities identified five sites where Alaric and the loot could be buried, and the value of the contents of the tomb somewhere around 734 million uh, euros. Jeez. And this is... Cosenza. Costanza. Costanza. Who's that? George Costanza. Is that through Miscatair? <laughs> yes, gotcha. Jerry. <laughs> So, 2015, they're still they're they're like, 
This is the mayor of the town. The, the mayor of the town, though. So keep that in consideration. Yeah. In the last ten years, it's popped up a lot. Okay. And here's the theory: <clears throat> uh, the town of Casenza, which was the problems, is considered an economically depressed, uh, depressed town in South Italy, could turn into a tourist bonanza. They're also at this point, whenever they're talking about this dig, they're also hatching a plan to build a museum. But they haven't. For, they haven't found anything there, though. That right. this they're just up. like. There are some, there's some some scientists, historians, people that say this is probably where it could be if, if the story is true. So they're kind of all based on the records by these people. Sure. Yeah. 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 At this point in time, the 2015, 2016, this was going on. They were planning on, um, destroying a hotel that was built in the 1950s, which sits at the meeting point of the two rivers, overlooks the spot where the barbarian king is said to have been buried. Hmm. He's going to be commemorated by a huge uh, statue. All right. Just as like there's loose records that he came through here and died here. So we're going to build a statue, which looks like they're trying. This guy, this mayor is trying to like get some to some territory. Sure. Yeah. 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 Get some help out tourism. the economy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the current theories up until recent times. Do you think and I'm going to let you take this first. Do you think it's. True. Any of it. As far as not the story of King Alaric, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. records of him. Yeah, but of course. Was he buried in the rivers? Was he buried with gold? Now, there was there is record in recent times where they have unearthed Visigoth tombs in the area. Okay, in southern Italy. In, but, okay, all right. But not. It doesn't seem like they're like of anything important. Hmm. Apparently, they've discovered some sarcophagus with Visigoth type art and like imagery sure but it doesn't seem like it's kings like it's a king all right more elaborate if it was a king so do you think okay do you think this actually happened and if it did would they have buried it in the river so what happened so the way it started was he, he died of malaria they say they well, recent history. We're saying it's probably saying it's probably malaria because of the area, okay. because of the time of year, because of what was going on, because malaria is the biggest killer in the world of everything. Yes, so it's like yeah, very terrible. It's more than likely based on he died so quickly, so young. Yeah, probably that. I, I would think the 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 bearing. I could see why they want to bury him that way for the sole purpose of knowing ever getting to it. Right. Which seems kind of odd to like go through that much trouble to bury him. But why? I understand why like like rulers throughout history or were buried with their wealth, depending on you know the region or or, or religion, because they think they could take it with them to the afterlife. I'm not sure if that's how the this goss view view the afterlife. But why wouldn't they take some of that that you know some of the silver and all that those riches with them? You mean to like use to help their people? Yeah, because it seemed like I, he was. Just, he, it's kind of like one of those things where like we put him in there. We took a picture. Like, look all this gold, yeah. and then we like kind of like, all right, cameras what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it seemed like he, he kept being promised these riches, and like it seemed like he was helping the Visigoths out, especially some of these slaves that they he freed what twice or, or took in yes, twice. The goth, the gothic, uh, the Germanic slaves. Yeah. that were yes. So you'd think he'd want them to have some of that money to keep going or to like survive or like maybe they had a lot of it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because why would you say it was like possibly 750 million. That's in, in euros. Euros. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
who knows how much, like, so that's today's money. I would imagine they would have taken some of it, but. Yeah, they just sacked Rome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they have tons. That's true, yeah. They're probably like, can you just throw this in this hole? Because there's, we, we our wagons are regular. We have, and he was going to stop. And I don't know much more past that point. I know that if they actually did try to stop the grain shipments. That would, that would have been From, huge. like, his brother or brother-in-law who took over for him. It says that they, they marched north and they went and established the kingdom of Gaul. Okay. But I don't know if they actually, you know, followed through. Did they sack some stuff on the way? I think the story is obviously romanticized. But we do know that this guy probably went up and, and really messed up Rome. Yeah. He was as successful as they say. That would lead him to be a kind of a, a pretty well, like a pretty big deal. Yeah. However. That's where you don't like know, hear much about him though. Right. And they just, did they just dump him in the river and just say, we buried him out of the river? Yeah. Well, they also might not know, like, if it was malaria, they didn't know what malaria was. They'd be like, oh, we need to get rid of his body. And, like, hopefully he doesn't infect any of us or anyone else. I mean, they still they still kept him around while we diverted rivers and stuff. That's, that's it doesn't true, say yeah. how long it took him to do that. But that's to divert true. a river and then dig a big trench. Yeah. Yeah. Enslave a bunch of people. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's right. They killed the people. They killed the slaves off. Yeah, so I think you know you really got to th- in the the scale of mysteriness. Yeah, you want to think that the, that the treasure's there and that they're gonna find it someday, but they haven't found it yet. Mm. It seems like this mayor's going all in and really pushing the story yeah. because he wants to tourism because he saw we talked about this in the Amber Room episode. Yeah, the tourism went crazy whenever they said that train was there. Right. That the, the the missing trains yeah. were in that town in I think but Norway. Still, yeah, I mean, is he doing that because he actually believes like the town believes that Alaric died there or his treasure might be there, or is he doing this because for for economic reasons? I, think I mean it, it could be both too. I would like to think it's not for economic reasons, but politicians will Grasp at anything, I think in this case, you know, he's he's a politician trying to help his town. Sure. So he's trying to do whatever he can. If he can raise tourism Some by kind of draw to get people in. Here's a little glimmer of hope. Yeah. I would like to think there's treasure under that. It, like we said, we said before, there's a lot of comments out there when doing the research. Like, there's no way that water would have washed away, but it's a riverbed. They probably yeah. dunked down pretty far because the river is mostly mud. Right. And that until it gets down to like, you know, I'm not saying bedrock, but an underlayer. There's a lot of mud will be deposited. It's met. It's like pressure. He's going to sink down. Yeah. So it's going to be heavy. It's going to be hard to move. It's not like it's going to, wa- it could wash it out, but if they dug it down deep enough, they probably knew what they were doing. Yeah. They probably dug it down deep enough. And then also, it's so sunk over time. Float up either. Too. Right. Cause it's yeah. probably underneath all the treasure. <laughs> yeah. I just weigh them down. Yeah. Throw some gold Throw on some, them. Some couple of pockets up. Gold bars on them. Silver and yeah. I think it could. I think it's one of those things where he could be there. We may never know, but I think he. I think this could be a. a but it, it is known he got that treasure, right? Like it is known that he like, sacked Rome and he, twice. So he definitely three times in three years. He definitely would have gotten money. The first time he for sure left without taking much because they promised him yeah, a bunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then they never paid him. Yeah. Second time he came back supposedly in four hundred nine. I don't remember. I think it was just to release slaves, uh, and then I guess someone convinced him to leave. And then the 410 is when he came back and was like, no, I'm done. Sacked it for three days. 
You owe me. Took everything. Didn't burn it to the ground, though. Right. Because he didn't want to destroy the city. Yeah. He just wanted his pay. So he probably took, by the time he's very angry, so he took way, everything. He got, I would assume, a good amount of money. He got what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he still wanted to screw him harder because he went south <laughs> yeah. and tried to stop grain, yeah. which would do a lot to his, the people. Sure. At that point, I don't know if they're going after the eastern part. Like, I don't know where that grain was going. Probably. I mean, the western to Rome itself or the, um, yeah, he's going down to the, 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 the coastline of Italy. He's going to get the grain. Yeah, he's going to stop it from getting to the capital or take it for himself. But yeah, so I feel like he, at some point he had money on him. Yes, I'm decent, sure he had treasure. decent amount. Yeah. Like, he's a king. Yeah. He's a king of Germanic tribes. Yeah. yeah. He had enough people to sack Rome. Again, not the capital. Yeah. Diminished Rome. Right. Maybe, I mean, maybe, oh man, maybe they took all like. Because it could have been one of those things where like he had plenty of money and treasure, but it's yeah. like he wants more. Yeah. He wants to support. They got more people that support now. Right. Maybe he, he wants to go after the Eastern Roman Empire at this point. Yeah. If he didn't. Yeah. He may have been like a vengeance thing. Like he yeah. could have been like, we're going to stop them. Then we're going to go over there. Yeah. Like he, they, who knows if he didn't die, what would happen? It could have been Alaric Italy right now or sure, yeah. Istanbul, Bol, <laughs> Turkey. So Istanbul. His, his brother-in-law Alaric. carried on. Yes. Went up north. Established the kingdom, kingdom of Gauls. So maybe they, maybe they, they had all, they is took the Gauls, all his riches. Does the Gaul, what is the Gauls? Does that turn into, does Gaul, does that turn into Germany? Germany or? and France. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing like my, my, here's my thing. He had all this money. That I feel like that's known. That's a given. Say so he died in you know southern Italy. They took his money to carry on their own kingdom. Kingdom established. Yeah, yeah. Because they're gonna need money like after he after he you know dies to keep moving forward. I'm sure it's what he wanted. Yeah. Because clearly it kind of seemed like he was doing it for the do, people, do it for himself, but also those people. Because why else he would just he just would have screwed all his goths and he went yeah. and went and joined Flavius. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the from that time when he died, when they moved, when the Gaul, this kingdom of Gaul was established, like they had to have. I mean, they could have ransacked some more places, but I'm not sure they were. They would have, they would need the economic. They would need the resources and the means and keep going and to do something like that. Apparently, they were ransacking all the cities they came across as they were going to Rome. Okay. And the in 408 had no resistance. Like they were just walking through the place, yeah. just taking whatever they wanted. Right. And there's even, uh, I didn't, I didn't put this down, but I do remember reading quotes from Jordanius and stuff about the story that he was like, it was a brisk walk to this, to the capital. <laughs> and like, they didn't have any, res- like they were just, yeah. they were just walking through this, the, the countryside right. because no one was going to fight him because yeah. they were probably such a formal force at that point. Sure. Plus the Eastern empire is probably still fighting the Huns. Yeah. And they're R- Rome. Like we just said, like, like you said, at the very beginning, Rome's, and in, in a decline already. So like, and they moved a to Ravenna. They yeah. moved their country. Right. They moved their uh, capital. So they yeah. got them. They didn't know the Goths on the move. They're probably like, well, we're just staying. Yep. So it's a perfect storm for them to like walk in there and be like, yeah, yeah, we're taking what we want. I mean, if he would have just stayed in Rome and just said, you know what, this is my kingdom now, that would have been very interesting. Yep. History would have been very different. Hmm. Or like real rad. Maybe it would have been like. He would have been like the the metal king, like the Visig- again the Visigoths. <laughs> yeah. We could have all been part of Visigoth, but like I mean, you probably are. I think. Yeah, like the I mean, their archi- like their their art and architecture is huge. The Gothic architecture, like it's yeah, Gothic like, architecture. Yeah, they, 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 so they lived on. 
Because I think the Goths were Christian still, I believe. They became think, they became Christian. I think, yeah, I think he yeah. was Christian or he became Christian. Yeah, they eventually, I don't know when they converted, but they eventually converted. Right. So that's all we got. I mean, we have a... So wait, sorry, what, what do you think happened? I think it's, I think it's true. I think it's just, I want to believe, realistically, he probably just buried him. Yeah. Maybe they put the little gold with them. I don't think they diverted rivers. Maybe they did. It could Maybe be like a they smaller used the, part of the river, like right. Maybe they buried him, but a he's Greek. a king. Yeah, they still can't find the Kangas Khan's burial site. That's true. Yeah. So he was a pretty big deal. They have forty thousand soldiers with him. Yeah. So he probably did get that, but they may have misinterpreted where these rivers were. Yeah. Which in a lot of cases that's what happens. Yeah. There's no. There's not like GPS. And they put a ping on the map. <laughs> yeah. So I think he did. He was as big as he was. He did have as much money as he have. He's probably buried with it somewhere, but it's no. It's not in the right spot. Well, especially too, because they, they like they don't know that southern Italy land. I would right. imagine very well. They could have been on the other me. side of. They could have been the <clears throat> other side of the southern right. Italy. They could have yeah. been, you know, at the boot part or the not the tip of the the, 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 heel. the heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't. Know, I mean, or they could have been with the territory. It could have been this yeah. part of the river, and they're like fifty miles the other way. It's it, there's another stream, and they buried yeah. him there because there wasn't there, was, there were no way of map keeping that was consistent. Right. Yeah. I mean, they may have constructed some type of thing for him and then. Yeah. It'd still be really curious, curious to see how, how they bury their dead back then, especially, or especially like a king to see and if that's something like that is considered normal. There was, there, I don't know anything about that. There that was that their spirituality. There was a, there is, you say they found like a mausoleum or something like that. No, they're, they're digging up. Currently, there's uh, they're digging up Visigoth or Gothic uh, burial site or some type yeah. of. Um, they so the, this news came out. Mm-hmm. If you Google it or you just search for it out there, there's going to be King Alec treasure found, and you go to it, and it's like we found these Gothic burial, burial sites, sites yeah. with like stone work and stuff. So it shows it is Gothic. Okay, but. I don't think it's ever been proven or hasn't been proven yet because it's still pretty new news. I believe okay. that if it's, um, if it's real yeah. or if it's like from that time, it could yeah. have been just from a different time, but it's in Southern Italy. Okay. Not near Cosenza or whatever. This right. is. But that, that's, that, true, that's true. That they make it weird that they would bury him that much more weird that they would bury him under a riverbed or in, in, in like, you know, rather than. If they, and if they buried him in a stone sarcophagus, like is in the pictures, cause there are pictures of it. Uh, in the pit, the one of the main pictures is a guy like digging up something stone car, car sarcophagus looking okay. thing, and he and so if they did do that, that's still a stone thing. It's probably again, the earth oh, moves yeah. a lot, yeah. things change, yeah, especially from this time, like three ten, a three ten, four, four ten, four ten, yeah, is that when he died, probably. Yeah, so he so he died in 410. You're right, sorry. 310 would have been different. But still, it's 100 years. He That's how long ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So a lot of stuff can move. Sure. Rivers change. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Even if he did wash out, yeah, he'd, happened, he'd still be gone. Happened. Yeah. During that earthquake, when, like I said, oh, right, yeah, there was an earthquake that. in... Uh, when was that? Not in... When that Dumas guy, the musketeer went there. Yeah, 17, uh, 19th century. So he went there and there was an earthquake. 
and you saw people digging hmm. in that region, in that area. So it wasn't, it's even like hundreds of years ago, they still thought this guy was buried here. Why would they think that? Yeah. There has to be some reason, you know, some kid found something. And I don't know if there's, you know, a kid found a gold coin, so everybody's like, gold crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. Hitler went after it in the 20th century. Yeah. So there has to be, I mean, he probably saw like people, again, back in the 19th century looking there. And he said, oh, let's go there. So they, again, he he was probably following some kind of trail. That's all I got. I mean, he's not well known, but a pretty big part of the history yeah. of, of Western civilization, and, European history. I know I keep saying this, but it's crazy how in that short span of time, how the back and forth... And it, I imagine sides, like, if, you, if you read about the fall of Rome, it's probably oh yeah yeah it, like a hundred other things like that yeah it, it went on for you know centuries, but that's just crazy. This guy was just, as big as he was, yeah. as powerful as he was, right? To be taken out by malaria or a simple they, yeah, yeah. they say a disease. He wasn't yeah. killed in battle. Yeah, he was just killed by sickness. He showed up southern Italy and died. Yep, pretty quickly, I guess. Well, we'll have to leave it another mystery. It's, well, we it's don't also, know what's going to happen. Yeah, so it's kind of like the Avery thing. Comes in like really like strong and hot and then just like disappears. Disappears. At least just, maybe Avery died the same way. Maybe the same person. Possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time's a little different. Yeah. Well. So Rome is a show that you need to watch. That's what I was alluding to. Rome? Yeah. It's just called Rome? It's two seasons. It's like a, a, a precursor to Game of Thrones, but it's more like historically accurate. Okay. It's like Rome. It's like a non, not nonfiction, but. Because there's yeah, a lot of those like yeah. Rome, Caesar, like there's a lot of places. Yeah. There's a lot of like shows. HBO show. They, the first season's off. Second one, they kind of rushed because they, uh, they, they ended up canceling it halfway through, but like it goes in like the, the, the politics. Why do they cancel it? The production cost and it being too high. But it's, it reminds me of a lot of like, it came out like years before Game of Thrones. There's a lot of that like political intrigue and like back and forth. And, and they don't have any of the. Last three seasons of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm gonna probably get internet beat up for that line, but in any case, no, I think everyone agrees that the last couple were terrible. Thank you, Jordan, for being here. Hey, thanks, yeah, man. Thank you all for listening. But I also wanted a couple of things we got to go over. Um, one thing is we are officially launching some things like a we have a website. Uh, mysteriouspals.com it'll be in the show notes we are looking through how we're going to use social media yeah. so there's a lot of social media out there we don't know what ones are best for this type of thing right we want to have something a way to communicate what's going on with people who may listen no one may listen to this at all so we, this is kind of a moot point It'd be all for not we also want to be, have the ability to um, you know mention when things come out if we have different information that we yeah. can present push out some notifications yes yeah we also, if you're listening to this or watching this, you know we have a theme song from yeah. a very um, talented band called Deathlehem. Yep. There is a link below, information below about their, uh, the outro, intro and outro song that we use from them. Which they made a uh, music video for, which you check out. Yeah, it's called Escape from the Wolf Mountain is the name of the song. Escape from Wolf Mountain um, on the album uh, Maelstrom of the Emerald Dragon. There is a link below how to contact them or how to get to them, how to hear their music on Bandcamp. Yeah, they're good guys, got good music. So we thank them for that, and we are happy Thanks, that things are starting to come together. 
They're probably never going to listen. <laughs> we have talked about having, uh, like I said, going back to social media, we have a link tree right now that kind of directs you to all those places. So as we get those social media things online, link tree will kind of direct you. So if you go to our link tree or the main website that we have, it will kind of direct you what. It's like, know, a, we have, like a hub. Yeah. We discord, we may use discord for communicate, like get information uh, or not get information, but talk to anybody out there about mysteries, ideas you have mm. for mysteries, a good way to connect with everybody. Instagram might be another way, but I think something like Discord or Reddit might be a good way, like a subreddit. I think that's all I got. I don't really know if there's anything else we can talk about. We have a um, YouTube channel. We're yeah. on all major. If podcasts. you're watching us on YouTube, you can follow us on any podcast yeah. services. We've got that all signed, lined up. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jordan, for being here. Thank you. We'll see you next week for another episode, which is it. listen to. <laughs> it, you may never hear. It could be a mystery. It'll be a mystery. In history. History mystery. With two pals. Two pals. Stay mysterious out there. <laughs>